and we are live. All right, if you've been playing along at home, welcome back to the Talking Average Fitness Podcast. Uh, as always, and hopefully for forever, my name is Sam. I'm joined by my perpetually tall and apparently sweaty co- uh, co-host here, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin, how are you today, sir? I'm infinitely more tired than I was an hour ago. <laughs> um, I think that means you did it right. That I, I did do it right. Um, and it's a good thing, you know, cool moment with some members uh, for the, just a little backstory for some of you guys. Uh, took class essentially had one person show up to the 930 class. Yeah. This isn't an everyday thing. Put the caveat out there, like not saying you're just free to take your own classes, but I'm coaching the 930. Yeah. We have a veteran member come mm-hmm. into the gym who's not been a newbie. Not a newbie, been thrown down for a while. He knows the jam. Mm-hmm. He comes in, only person in, in class, and the workout is simple. And when I say simple, the workout was running wall balls and box jumps. Yep. There's not a whole lot of technical coaching, technical preventing people from snapping their shit right. going on today. Yep. So I took, whenever that happens, I always offer to, as long as the veteran member and all those scenarios that I just laid out are mm. fulfilled, I'll offer, if you would like to not suffer alone, mm. I will hop in with you. If you would like the best private training session of your life, I will also give that to you yeah. and kind of leave it up to them. Cause I, if they want to be like, Hey, let's, let's dial in my wall ball today, man, then sick. I'm going to make it so you can cycle two wall balls a second somehow. I don't know right. how, but we're going to figure it out. You got to pull the ball down. That's the yeah, secret. It, that's it. You have yes. to literally squat down, catch it in the bottom and then stand back up. You <laughs> have, have you tried that? No. It's, it's, it's Why would I do that? It's the most like if you're if you want to cycle wall balls the fastest, I'm talking like, hey, we're doing a workout where it's like, you know, 20 wall balls for the the best open workout ever. 19 calorie row, 19 wall balls for 15 minutes in that workout. If me and Sam are going head to head because this son of a bitch can row faster than me as as I throw the ball, I throw the ball heading up towards the target. It hits the target. I start squatting down. My hips get below parallel as I catch the ball and you get like a mega bounce on the way up Ugh. and you can cycle like so fast. And um, does it make you infinitely more tired as most things going faster do? Yes, yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. Um, but cool little thing you can sprinkle in there. Anyways, um, cool moment with some members after I'd hopped in with James, did the workout. It was terrible. Um, it was kind of one of my own concoctions. Uh mm. 800 meter run, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, wall ball box jump, and then an 800 meter run buyout. Get some. Um, and some members were hanging around after the 8:30 class, and I finished up, and I'm like, just kind of, you know, feeling sorry for myself, wobbling around. And they were like, they were like, oh, that was cool, you did the workout. And I was like, yeah, guys, I take my own medicine. Yeah. Like, if if I wouldn't ask you guys to, I wouldn't tell you guys to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Yes. And so I was like unless I know that I have like a big game, like the next day, or we're going to have a rough practice on that night, then I might skip a leg heavy workout. If it's not super leg heavy, I'll do it. But if like, if today's workout was Friday or Saturday and we got a big game Sunday, then I'm going to be like, I'm going to sit, sit this one out guys. Um, but it's like, I I take my own medicine and, um, anyone that does the coaching of the fitness, I recommend you do the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's somewhat regularly. Well, and it is so one, it's good for you as a human being, right? Mm, like, yes, 
regardless of, so we talk about CrossFit a lot here, but like regardless of your particular approach to fitness, you know, whatever your brand of poison is, I want you to be a happy, healthy human being. I want you to do the thing that is going to push you toward being the best version of yourself. And I believe physical fitness is part of that. So yes, do that. But then also it, it lends a credibility to you as a professional when Mm -hmm. you say, you know, this is what I do. And especially if you say, I do the same thing as you, Mm -hmm. um, there are, there are instances I, I've seen this in a lot of affiliates where and this is totally off topic, but it's an important thing. Okay, to we'll get back there. We'll get back there. Um, I've seen this in a lot of affiliates where the coaches, by dint of the fact that they are trying to achieve some competitive level of some level kind, of it, yeah, yep, they are doing a different programming than the affiliate does, mm-hmm. and. We talked a little bit about this when we talked with Nicole Considine about Open Gym. Like, yep. members notice that. Like, mm-hmm. members pay attention to what coaches do. They pay attention so much more than you oh, think. Oh, oh, oh! Like, and almost to the point. Where, and this is like going back to coaching and cueing. Like, if if I'm saying to people, "All right, everybody, I want to see a full grip on the bar, and I want to see those elbows all the way forward, and I want to make sure you get your chin nice and." down and we're going to squat like everything I just did for those of you who are not watching was the opposite of what I said. Yeah. At least 50% of the people who are in my class are not going to listen to what I say. They're going to do They're, what yeah. I do. Do what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So you hundred percent from like and, a coaching standpoint, you got to make sure those two line up. Yeah. And you know, it's you as the coach, you set the standard. So if you like, you know, if, if I didn't hop in to, to work out with James today, yeah, I was taking the noon class. Yes. Like it, it's important for you as a coach to regularly take class because you set the standard. Not only is it cool that your members be like, oh, like Sam's doing the same thing I'm doing. Yes. That must mean like it's cool. But if they, if, if they see if, if they're like Sam's telling me to do this and then he's going off doing his own little program. Yeah. Why is what I'm doing not good enough for Sam? Why <laughs> is that not? And like, you know, whether they verbally express it or, you yeah. know, outwardly to you or just subconsciously think it to themselves like that yep. will affect people Absolutely. and will affect the the community the atmosphere the culture at your gym um God, so much and it, it affects it so much but then also tying it into today's topic if the members see you doing it right they are more likely to do it right and when i say do it right i was I gonna mean, say how are, are we defining right there how Kevin? are we defining right doing it right means moving to the movement standard, to full range of motion about a joint, about all the joints, whatever joints are involved, full range of motion on those bitches. So for example, today we're doing wall balls, right? You best believe I'm getting below parallel on each rep yep. and getting that ball up to smacking that 10 foot target on hitting each that target. rep, yep. hitting that target. I'm not shortening my range of motion because people are watching. Even if you don't think they're watching, they're watching. They're watching. Absolutely. Um, they, even they if they're making, not watching, like yeah. they see, even if they, they don't, see they're it. not deliberately yeah. noticing. Even, even through a, like a peripheral thing, it happens subconsciously. I'm doing yes. wall balls next to Sam. And as I'm doing my wall ball out of the side of my eye, I see him doing what could only be described as a deep push press. 
it that registers in my head. A even if I don't, push press. <laughs> yeah, just even even if I don't turn and say, "Hey, Sam, what the hell?" Yeah, like that registers in my head that he's yeah. not squatting low enough. Well, if he's not squatting low enough, then it might again. If Sam's the coach, yeah. If Sam's not squatting low enough, it might it must not be that important for me to squat low enough. So I'm oh. not going to stop squat low enough. There we go. And and then you have just a whole bunch of wall ball push pressing bitches at your gym. And Which, again, don't get me wrong. Like your- there's like you want an arm pump and a shoulder pump, like wall oh. ball push press. Yeah. It'll also like because you can do them again faster. Like your heart mm-hmm. rate's probably. Gonna, I mean, if you ever if you cycle push press or shoulder overhead with a bar or dumbbells, like sweet. Yep. Um, but like again, taking into account like you know, if you've been coaching an affiliate for long enough, and everything is the, the only answer in fitness is it depends. It's a cop out answer, but it's always right. It really is. Is is like so I'm coaching people wall balling say, if there are members that I know can squat lower. Uh-huh. I will tell them to squat lower. I'm going to get on them, make them yep. squat lower. Like, right. he, you know, as Denise says, you're like a hawk yep. cruising around telling people like hit the standard. There are some members that have joint stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of our members or two of our members, rather, if they're an older couple come to the gym, they're wonderful. They're somewhere in the, I, I'm not entirely sure how old they are. I'm going to don't say a number. Make it. Okay. Well, <laughs> they're an elder, elderly couple. Okay. Um, Even elderly like implies a certain thing they're older okay. than you right older than me okay. um they like they're just not able to get all the way down there like sure they're not they're not touching their butt to the ground every time they squat they're getting as low as they can and i know how low they can go because we yeah. work on squat therapy stuff there you and go. like maybe their medicine balls like up on a, a plate or two yeah. which is fine um or like you know a 10 pound plate or so um so they're not quite getting all the way down there because they're just, you know, older joints mm-hmm. as, as, as they are. Um, but hold people to like their standard. If you've been coaching for a while, you know, who can hit what range of motion. Mm-hmm. If you see someone cutting it short, let them know. Yeah. If, if there's someone that like, Hey, they got a joint thing going on. Like we got, a, uh, one of our members took class this morning. He's got like a, a reoccurring, like it will always be with him for the rest of his life. Knee issue. Right. Where just like he can't flex his knee under load beyond a certain point. Um, that's that's what he's been told by a medical professional. Um, and so uh, he just like, hey, I'm going to get as low as I can. And it's like just above parallel. I'm like, sick, man, you're doing what yeah. you can. And Absolutely. so I hold I hold him to his standard. Yeah. If I see him cutting that short a little bit, I'll be like, hey, you know what to do. Get down a little bit lower. Um so you don't have to break people being like, if your butt doesn't touch the floor, then you're doing it wrong. But, right. and there is a process. Some people, as they first start CrossFit, they're learning full range. They might just need to like body awareness and strength through full range of motion before they mm-hmm. start crushing mm-hmm. it. But absolutely, the, soon, the sooner you can get people to that range of, range of motion, the sooner they can strengthen it, the sooner they can go forth and be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, full, I, full range of motion saves lives. Well, if it does, it absolutely does. And mm-hmm. Many not, not like not saying that not that's not hyperbole that yeah, yeah no i i want to so real quick before we dive down this dive down this rabbit hole i think it's interesting to talk about the word standard mm. right oh yeah so we have definitions in crossfit we're you know greg glassman real big on definitions uh mostly because there were none for a lot of things you know and mm-hmm. that's why we ended up with the definition of fitness that we ended up with, you know, mm-hmm. and, 
because you, you got to be able to define your terms. And his famous story is, let's say we're going to go out and count butterflies. Well, the first thing we got to do is agree on what the hell a butterfly is. Because if you go out and you're counting monarchs and I go out and I'm counting spotted turtles, we're going to have a problem, mm -hmm. right? So we got to know that we're looking for the same thing. We have to define our terms. That includes the term standard, right? And I remember working at an affiliate and doing some coaching development with the staff. And I mm -hmm. said this exact same thing. I was like, we define terms here at CrossFit. Like, and I had 10 or eight words on a board and they all had definitions. And I got to the word standard and I said, what's the definition for the word standard? And one of the responses that came back was one way of doing something. And I Ooh. said, and I said, no, <laughs> because so we got to remember like where CrossFit came from, right? CrossFit comes from a world of measurable, observable, and repeatable, right? Mm. So the standard for the squat is beginning at full hip, knee, and ankle extension, or right, uh, full knee and hip extension, hips mm -hmm. descend back and down, hip crease, hip crease, not yeah. hip, hip bone. Hip crease. Hip crease. Where, hip. where you're fucking thigh piece meets your fucking torso piece yes that bit it's yeah. it's it's the thing that looks like this where yeah. the hip crease descends below the knee which if you've got like really muscular legs sorry yeah. bro you gotta squat deeper well not even that it's like because your hip crease doesn't change it's where your quad piece meets your torso but that's piece. the thing is if you've got if you've got bigger if you've quads, got big quads people are like People are like, think I'm looking at, you know, like your femur yeah. parallel with the floor. The Superman so x-ray style. Yeah, exactly. They're like, they're like, well, it, it just looks above parallel because my quads are big. I'm like, no, it's because you're not fucking squatting low enough. <laughs> We're getting there. You, We're getting there. You've got big enough quads. You can, you can stand up. Kevin's roll fired up about this. I'm so, oh. so, so we have standards, right? So the standard is how the movement is supposed to be done, right? And even it's kind of like stepping back from CrossFit and like using movements. Mm -hmm. Standard is the level below which um, performance is unacceptable. Ooh, I like that definition. Right? Wow, and, I like that definition. And so- I was gonna- Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna well, say that like, the, per the person that was like a standard is the way of doing something. I was like, I think they're being real smart here. And the, like they're, it's like kind of right. It's like the, because because if you say if if CrossFit standard for a squat is hip crease below the knee, but then I come out with Kevin Fit and I say my definition of squat or my standard is a ninety degree bend at the knee. Yeah. Both could be considered a standard. Doctor Joel Seidman would love you for that. I, I don't know who that is. I don't really he's care a, to know based on the fact that he a, would love me for that. He's a yokel. Um, okay. Continue. Yes, you're right. Like. If we say it's one way of doing something, then there are infinite ways of doing something. Yeah. And so we have yep. no standards, um, right. which for some things might be fine. If you want something to be measurable, it's very bad yes. because you have to have a way of saying, okay, like an inch can't be an infinite distance. An right. inch is a fixed distance and it's either more than an inch, an inch or less than an inch period. Right. And so for standards make 
and like kind of shifting how we as coaches approach things like the standard for the air squat is what it is. The standard for the wall ball is what it is. The standard for the jerk, the standard for the front movement. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like now, does that mean that we become movement automatons and ignore the fact that we're dealing with living, breathing, feeling human beings in front of us? Absolutely not. Does it mean that you only focus on the beautiful snowflake human that is in front of you that is perfectly unique in their own way and not encourage them enthusiastically toward greater range of motion and greater adherence to that movement standard? Absolutely not. You've, it, it's hard. You've got to walk a line as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so like a, a good example is like if you say to yourself, oh, that's just John or Jane and that's mm-hmm. just how they squat. Mm-hmm. Maybe. How fucking hard have you tried? You know, because like it's not John or Jane's job to know where they are in space. That's why they hired a coach. Mm-hmm. It's your job as a coach to stand there, not two feet away where you have to look down at their hip crease, get back 10 feet or so, preferably sideways or like 45 degree angle and watch them do a couple reps. Begin at the top. Cool. And squat, hold the bottom mm-hmm. and wait. Yeah. 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 Hold hold them down there. Listen, hold them. People can, your members can take a lot more than you think they can, a a lot more than they think they can. For sure. They can hold the bottom of an air squat, an air squat or PVC overhead squat. Like you can hold the bottom of that for 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. More longer but like in 10 seconds you can see did yes. joe or jane get what i'm looking for well and you can see for joe or jane and for sally yeah. and sam and you know carrie and kevin and you know a whole bunch of people in your class 10 seconds is a lot of time and especially if you train your eye you can see a bunch of people at once mm-hmm. now here's another thing that i want to throw out there and i want to get your response right okay all right I'm, so I'm sitting. we <laughs> good uh strap in um yeah so we have a standard, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. At some point, mm-hmm. if we get far enough away, that person's capability, that human being's capability as a uh, – in, in, in exercising that particular movement, for all intents and purposes, qualifies them as an adaptive athlete. What a statement. And this is this is something yeah. that I have heard from people inside of the coaching space. Yeah. So like, for example, I have a human being. This human being has um, normative number of limbs and normative mm-hmm. use of those limbs. So for example, right. this person wasn't born absent of a fibia and tibia. They didn't mm-hmm. have a tragic accident or something and lose a fibia and tibia. They got... Both legs, both legs are intact. They're normative length and um, function, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. As a brand new person, like day one of CrossFit, they're in, they're on doing on-ramp or foundations. Um, and in day one, it is very common to talk about the air squat. 
So we get him in and we're going to talk about the air squat as a coach. I talk about like what a squat looks like. I demonstrate a squat. We start to work through it. It becomes apparent to me that this human being in their current capacity right now, doesn't mean it can't change in the future, but in their current capacity right now, does not have the combination of flexibility, mobility, joint stability, and strength to achieve anything more than let's say a quarter squat. And when they start to go back, you can see the knees start to shake. It becomes difficult for this person to come on out. They've got to grab something or get a hand on someone to get them up out of that. At what point, and like this, this particular coach's assertion was, functionally, I'm dealing with an adaptive athlete at that point. Okay. And it was, an, it was a very yeah. interesting way of thinking of things. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I, that's a, that is a very interesting way of thinking of things. I think, I mean, my kind of like knee-jerk response is, is like disagreeing with it because I would say, I, like I get what they're saying, like in that moment, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm dealing For with that. For that window athlete. of time. Yeah, yeah, for that, I get what they're saying. Um, I don't like the way that that's said. I don't like that kind of, sure. I'm dealing with an adaptive athlete because the adaptive community is an amazing community, but they unfortunately can't change sure. the, what they need to, uh, you know, adapt for whatever, you know, not branch of adaptation, but uh, um, you know what I'm saying? Like which which category of, of adaptive athlete they fall into, regardless right. of what that, like whatever that is, if they're an upper extremity adaptive athlete, right? They can't change the fact that they're that that's going to be where they are for the remainder of their life. If yes. you're a lower extremity adaptive athlete, you're a lower adaptive athlete for the remainder of you can't change right. that. You're gonna have to work around that. Whereas this person that you know just needs to build some some motor control, spatial mm -hmm. awareness, and mm -hmm. and strength through a range of motion. Sure they will eventually get to the point where they're going to be able to move through a full range of motion. Along if they're with, being coached well and they work consistently. Right. Yes, exactly. So as long as they're being coached well and work consistently, they will be able to improve that. Whereas a true adaptive athlete can't. And what? Well, and of course that even, even then inside of the adaptive community, we're talking about a huge spectrum. Oh yeah. Massively. Right. Um, the most, that, like, that's, maybe, that, yeah. Well, was, the most extreme version of which is like, if you have an athlete who was born like, uh, without a fibia tibia from below the knee, like there's no musculature or joint in the ankle, for example, to develop there. Right. right. So like the adaptation that can be garnered across the lifetime will never include that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and, and that's why it's the – I mean, I've, I've never programmed an adaptive competition, but I can only imagine how difficult it is for the people at, like, Wadapalooza, Granite Games, yeah. the CrossFit Games to program adaptive divisions mm -hmm. because I know from uh, trying to program a – we were going to host a master's competition in May of 2020 um, at CrossFit One Nation, and I'm sure you can all, all tell how that went. Um, but myself, myself and, uh, Nicole were programming the event and we would go back and forth, argue with each other. Yep. This loading is appropriate. No, it's not. Well, if we're going to do this loading, then this movement's appropriate. No, it's not. Well, we're looking for like, cause you're, you have to have like, you know, you, we're doing divisions. It was like, I think we were doing like 35 to 45, 
45 to 55 and then 55 plus we're gonna do like three divisions yeah and so it was just like trying to figure out loadings and rep ranges and rep schemes and gymnastics movements that were appropriate for each division yeah and it's like it's tough it's really hard because you're like it's it's super hard and so yeah. you extrapolate that out to as you were saying a whole spectrum of adaptive athletes the range of motion standard is different yep the you know loadings rep schemes movement patterns that can be done is different and you're trying to it's you know it's broken up into relatively broad categories we'll say mm -hmm. that multiple people of very nuanced adaptive capacities kind of fit yeah. into those categories yeah. so you're trying to do a catch-all where it's like okay it's challenging for everybody but doesn't like exclude anybody that might be in this category and that's super hard so incredibly difficult that's oh. and and i remember <clears throat> uh watching kevin ogar um yeah. I was at the phoenix it was my first one of my first weekends, my first full weeks at the Phoenix when I was their head coach down in Boston, and they had ATA come in and run an ATA cert, uh, which is the uh, the adaptive training cert. And it was wild to watch them take, like, you know, Kevin Ogar, incredible story, sitting there in a wheelchair talking about, like, the things that he's got to have in his br in his mind when he's doing certain movements that – people who don't have his experience would never think about, you know? Um, and like the repercussions of not doing some things from a safety perspective, it was, it was a, it was a wild course and highly recommend it. Um, oh, Hey fly. Uh, fly like bottom me. flying here. Um, well, so we're 25 minutes in and not at all really mm. on our topic. We did have a topic and the topic yeah. was, was range of motion, right? Mm. Range of motion standard. standards. Yeah, movement yeah. standards, range of motion. And I it's interesting, Andrew Hiller um highlighted a bunch of this during the the semifinals competitions that we've seen previously. Mm -hmm. Range of motion is an issue. Um, it's it's a massive if you're not even if you're not a fan of Andrew Hiller, I th I think it's like Someone like him was needed because it was starting to slip to a point of it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And it's like, well, it, it does matter if you want this to be a legitimate sport. It yeah. does. Because otherwise you've got, you've got one person squatting fully below parallel and yeah. then three other people that aren't. Yeah. Odds are the people that aren't are going to win because it's yeah. faster. It's easier. You accumulate less fatigue, the less range of motion you're going. Yeah. So <clears throat> great examples. You know, there were, there are some very, very clearly highlights. So there's a, there's a lot of things at play here and maybe the place to start this discussion is like, you know, we can talk about sterile clinical CrossFit and how to do certain movements in a vacuum all day long. We have already highlighted the difficulties in taking those sterile clinical standards and applying them to real human beings. You know, mm -hmm. you might have bony blocks, you might have musculotendinous issues or limitations. Um, you might have joint instabilities. You could have full joint replacements at, at varying levels of rehab. And so any or all of those, a combination of those could affect a person's ability to execute a movement, quote unquote, to standard. Um, mm -hmm. And inside of, the affiliate 
this is why relationships between coaches and clients are so important is because we need to know these people. We need to know them and what their individual natures are, what they do for their jobs. Are they sleeping well at night? Like all of those things mm-hmm. so that we can give them, and I hate this phrase for the love of God, but so we can give them the best hour of their day. Right. And I, I, I love it. I love it as an original Glassman phrase. I like it less as a Jason Ackerman, Jason Fernandez phrase. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I get you. I get so, you. Once we start adding money and really money, it all comes down to money. Once we start uh, it adding really money, does. yeah, Fame, popularity, but but all of that, all of those are like mechanisms that we can, to, people to can get pull, to money, yeah. ideally, to yeah, get, to get like, money. well, yeah, because that's where like a lot of companies are like, hey, you know, especially in today's whatever of social media, hey, yeah, such and such, the CrossFit athlete, they've they've garnered through exposure at semifinals in the games, they've garnered. 2 million Instagram followers. So that that's 2 million potential customers. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to pay you to post two times a week about our product. Absolutely. Right. So you know. a lot of money to be made, which means it's, there's a lot of incentive mm. for individuals to make it to a certain point in the competitive season. Um, and some of these people are not at all competitive anymore. And, some of them are still very competitive. And some of the stuff that was highlighted was like, you know, they're doing Linda. They're, by the way, they're doing dumbbell Linda. And if you've oh. never done Linda, like, go do Linda. Come back and tell me how awful it was. And now I'm going to tell you to do the same thing a week later with dumbbells. And you're going to tell me to fuck off. Not only with dumbbells, wasn't it like 90, 70? Like 90 pound dumbbells for the dudes, 70 for the ladies? Probably. That would, equ- that would That would equate to their roughly to the barbell loading because it to, to the in 2018 at regionals they did uh normal linda and the bench press for the guys was 195 and the bench press for the ladies was 145 so 90 70 would i think was the loading for was the for the dumbbells and i'm sitting there i'm like oh uh, like uh, 90, 90 60 okay 10, so, 10 down to one of oh, so gross 10 down to one of uh oh god so it's 10 down to one of deadlifts dumbbell bench press and squat clean okay yeah what was the deadlift and squat clean at so the deadlift weight was 295 for guys 220 for ladies okay the the dumbbell weight was 90 60 so that's each hand fyi and the squat clean weight was 145 105 which is gross Well, it's one of those things where, and it's a disgusting workout. The thing yep. is the, the dumbbell bench press is going to, is going to fuck your shit up for the rest of the weekend. <clears throat> for um, the rest of your it, life. <laughs> it, it's going to ruin your day. Um, yeah. Because if, if you've never done a bunch of dumbbell bench with heavier dumbbells, yeah, like the, stabilizing those things, the hardest part is like when you lean back onto the bench, trying to like get them up. Oh, without yeah. ripping one of your shoulders off yep. is like a task in itself. Then you have to bench that bitch. It's right. like, it's so hard and the stabilization is wild. Um, but the thing that I kind of, that workout absolutely screws any athlete that's on the smaller end of the spectrum. If you're a, if you're a beefy boy yeah, or, or, you know, 
or lady, you're, you're on the larger side, you're thick, you're muscular, you're strong, better with a right. barbell, those athletes, they can smash Linda. And, and the RX loadings for semifinals, I also love that they used Mal on all their promotional stuff, I even know. though she's not competing. That fucking sent me. I was well, like, what a disrespect on that. They, I'm sorry. They already, they already had it made. I don't care. It takes you like you're telling me that like a bunch of tech people that are way smarter than me and get paid way more than me can't change that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I, I would, I would hope. Um, I, and I understand they already had a pre-made. I don't think it would have taken as you know, they had plenty of notice, right? The CrossFit games, Instagram and social media pages, reposted Mal's things that saying that she was dropping, you know, pulling out saying, you know, thank you for, Last season, you know, wish you well, hope everything gets better. So it's right. like the, the CrossFit so media humans were well aware of this, but then in the like month leading up to decided not to change any of their promotional graphics for semifinals. Right. Um, I thought that was disrespectful to Mal. I, I felt bad, but yeah. Um, anyways, that Linda workout was built to wreck any athlete that is on the smaller side That's because that would be. If, if you are a 190 pound male or 140 pound female, yeah. the, the loadings are pretty much what would be an, considered an RX Linda based on the yeah. body weight breakdown. If you're heavier than that, it's now a light Linda. If you're mm -hmm. lighter than that, you are RX plusing Linda. And again, as Sam said, go try Linda, <laughs> you know, in two days when you finish, get back to us. Tell us how it went. Right. Tell us which feelings were hurt and why. Oh, what are we looking at? Well, so what I'm doing, so for for those of you, Google, Google hacking is a thing. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to Google hack, right? So CrossFit is um, historically pretty bad about site security. <clears throat> and so they will just put stuff on their domain because they own the domain for crossfit.com right but they will do a right. bad job of securing it off and sequestering it so every once in a while you can just google hack which is very very carefully structuring a google pardon me a google query to find the thing that you want and what i'm looking for is so like when we were uh da, 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 here um so this thing is yay dumbbell linda movement standards movement standards will be briefed on site Mm -hmm. that's fucking useless right i want to see what the movement standards were so what i, I think, look go ahead go ahead I, I think from like what from at least from what i was watching how well the standard was upheld different conversation entirely <laughs> I, I, I think the standard was one of the heads of like as you're benching right yes you have head of the dumbbell here head of the dumbbell on the outside of your arm yeah the head of the dumbbell on the inside had to touch your chest. That was my before, understanding as well. Before you could press back up. So similar yeah. to a bench press bar having to touch your chest. Um, yeah. Again, how well it was upheld. If you want to look at how kind of shitty judging in the, and there are judges in the CrossFit space that do an amazing job. The seminar staff folk that are at the games, they do an amazing job. They're seminar staff. They're the best in the world. Right. And But there, there is part of it. Again, it's a sport people make mistakes yeah um mistakes are going to happen bad calls are going to happen it's it's part of it um watch watch any sport i guarantee you you've seen referees make mistakes right. um so <clears throat> that's fine but go ahead 
Well, and I was going to say, so, so like at the games, yep. almost the entirety of the judging staff are CrossFit Seminar staff. Yep. Everything short of that, they're volunteers. volunteers. Mm-hmm. And like, so thank you, volunteers. Yeah. But hundred percent for for volunteering your time. Yeah, but like I've, you're taking regular Joes and Janes who yeah. may or may not be coaches. They're typically coaches. But again, yeah. we've talked about the the wide range in let's just say ability mm-hmm. in technical coaching. Mm-hmm. And so if you imagine that vast pool from which you are going to pull individuals to apply standards, like depending on the style of coaching you do, you may have zero fucking experience teaching, seeing, and correcting, right? Mm-hmm. And while you don't have to teach a professional athlete and correct their movement, in fact, you're explicitly like told not to do that, Yeah, you still have to see and if your yeah. eye is not practiced at seeing, the likelihood that you will be able to perform at an A-plus level with a professional athlete standing in front of you in real time, in front of a thousand people or more, right, is mm-hmm. almost zero. So, like, it, it, that is a major hole in what we've got yeah. going on and a major part of this discussion. The other element to that is, as Sam said, you're taking someone from a vast pool of coaching ability, yep. chucking them on the floor, putting them under pressure. Yep. Guess what? Athlete in your lanes, Matt Fraser. You going to no rep him? Right. Probably fucking not. You follow him on Instagram. You're a fan of him. You like it. And, and again, it's, it's just a human thing. Yeah. You, you, you're like, you're assigned lane six. Sick. Who's my athlete? Danny Spiegel. Fuck. All right. right. Like she's moving real fast. Looks good to me. Keep it going. Yeah. Like it, because you're taking a a normal human that, and again, if you've ever taken a a seminar across a seminar, the seminar staff members are the most wonderful humans. They also don't give a fuck about your feelings. They're like, this is what it is. This is the deal. We're going to help you get great at it. And like, that's it. No excuses, no bullshit, nothing. So believe you me, if, Danny Spiegel is probably five times the size of Denise Thomas. Yes. Denise would call Danny, not to like throw any shade at Danny or anything like that. She's in a no way, shape, or form. Yes. No, but like just um, as an example, you know, she rocks up. Denise would stand toe to toe and be like, no rep. Yeah. <laughs> like for Ma- sure. Matt Fra- she, like Matt Fraser rocks up. No rep, bitch. Like well, she, my, I, my, I, my favorite story, my favorite story. So this is you and I know this person, Greg Martino. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I, fucking, oh, so, I know the moment you're going to talk about here too. I know what it is. So it's this the very beginning so of the, uh, I think it was like the 2016 or 2017 games, 2017 games. games is the beginning yep. of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fine. They show footage from the final event and it's Tia yep. and Kara Saunders. And it's yep. that like front rack the, the overhead. overhead. They had oh, double so, kettlebell oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Double finish. kettlebell overhead. And yeah. so the judge that is standing in front of Tia Claire Toomey at the end of the event where she, it's like fucking photo finish between these two is yep. Greg Martino from good old Greg, good old Greg from the worst warmups ever from CrossFit one nation. The best and, worst warmups ever. Yes. So CrossFit seminar staff, legit dude, great coach, but like love Greg. He, uh, you can watch it. Go back, watch yeah. that thing. He's looking yeah. right at her fucking elbow. And yeah. it's like, I don't give a shit who line. you are, right? Yeah, he's like, elbow, to... 
elbow, elbow. Oh, no lockout, have, no lockout, no rep. You had to have both feet cross the like finish your lunge, stand yep. up. So like you know, hips, knees, ankles at yep. full extension <clears throat> with both arms locked out. Tia took her last step, and as her knee hit the floor, elbow softened just a little bit. Yeah, she goes to stand, and it's like if she can lock that back out, then all's good in the hood. Yes, but she starts losing it, and as it comes down, and the kettlebell touches her shoulder, you watch good old Greg, no rep, and pull, <laughs> tell her to come back. Yeah, tell her to come back five the five meters or whatever it was, right? That, like to the previous line. Yeah. And that's when Kara was coming up on her. And so like, but Tia couldn't see her. It was a whole yeah. thing. And oh my gosh. So Lachlan being an Aussie and like, you know, what, like cheering for Tia. When he saw Greg, no, he's like, fuck it out. Like, <laughs> he was so angry. But, oh. but he gets it, but, right? But, but, he, but he had to do it. Like that was yes, a sure. no rep. And it's like, and that's, you're looking at, at the time prior to the end of that event when Tia won the games, Yeah, she was the, second fittest woman on earth so yeah. still kind of a big deal um i think those she was two time because she got 15 and 16 came second and so yes. you're, you're looking at the two times second place finisher at the crossfit games in your lane in the final event when she's like it's like a, a five point spread between her and Kara, and it's coming out of the last event and you're judging exactly time to strap your big boy pants on because right. you got to make the calls yeah and a hundred percent Greg made the right call. And that's yes. so hard to do. If you put that on a normal person mm. who follows all these athletes, you idolize them, you're fans of their careers, their movement, their, their supplement, their, 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 their personality, supplement line, clothing line, you know, yeah. um, shoe line, um, whatever it is, you're a fan of them as, as they are. Yeah. That person rocks up in your lane and you're telling me there's not a chance you're going to let some stuff slide because yeah. you're just in awe that this person's in your lane and you're standing three feet away from Rich Froning. Absolutely. Like, you know, it takes a tremendously. Greg is a consummate professional. He's very yep. good at what he does. There's a reason that staff get picked for, you know, events like this. But <clears throat> I'm going to make a general statement. I don't think I'm wrong. I have nothing to prove that I'm right, but I don't think I'm wrong. I think, I think that there are plenty of athletes who knowingly and willingly take advantage of the fact that the person who is judging them might have a little bit like of, you know, of fan blindness mm -hmm. and they, because they are a competitive athlete and they're not looking perhaps to explicitly disregard the movement standards, but they are looking for every single competitive advantage because for them, 100%. every single part of their year is about getting to the games and only mm -hmm. for a small subset of people who are perennial games attendees. Is it about doing well? And for an even smaller subset of that, is it about winning at the games? Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. for some people, they just want to punch that ticket and they get, they get to say they're a CrossFit Games athlete. Yep. Um, and that's why you like you see people show up once and then never go back because it's so fucking hard to, to get there it's and so stay hard. there. It's so hard. Um, you go, to, you to get, get your placard, you get your, I mean, you, you get your vest <clears throat> with your name tag. 
you, you, yeah, you get your Vesta name tag, you get your CrossFit Games jerseys, like the different colors of whatever color scheme happened to be that year. You get your shorts yep. and shoes and like the whole care package. I am a games athlete. Forever you will be stamped into the, you know, history book of CrossFit yeah. Games as a games athlete. You're on a Wikipedia page year. somewhere. Yep. And, and we're good to go. And for some, like, and nothing wrong with that. Some people, they do that for semifinals. They're like, I just want to make it to semifinals. I punch my ticket. I, I'm just there to have a giggle. I'm there to enjoy right. myself, have fun and, and throw down. Absolutely. And that they don't really want much more than that. And that's per like, there's room. If you're good enough, there's room right. for that in the sport for sure. Um, well, well, there's room for it. So, and I, I cannot remember the account specifically that I heard this on, but it, it was such a great, a great term. So long as CrossFit wants to remain a backyard sport, there is room, right? Talk about a kick to the shins. Well, but I mean, this is, that's part of the conversation we're having, right? If we can't, if the judging standards and the movement standards and everything like that can't be followed to a T, stuff falls through the cracks. I still remember this was the biggest joke of a thing and CrossFit will never live it down ever because the internet never forgets and people right. still comment. So um, there was a, in 2018, uh, yep. handstand push-up workout where it had the really weird fucking standard the one that took jacob hefner out of it because he's got absurdly yeah. long forearms yeah yeah and brooke wells shot her video it was shot with a potato like pixelated as fuck and like 40 feet away yeah it was ridiculous yeah and so you couldn't see the box on the like the where her hands had to be on the floor and you couldn't mm. see the line on the wall. You were just watching her do handstand pushups. Yeah. And multiple people like flagged it and was like, Hey, you can't see the shit. Yeah. So this video is invalid. You <clears throat> can't see the standard. You can't see or prove that she's upholding the standard. Again, from a submission bro- standpoint, we call that a major violation. Exactly. Major penalty or, uh, um, an invalid video where your yes. score just becomes zero. Yes. Um, and so I, again, not take away from Brooke. She's a phenomenal athlete, infinitely fitter than me. All CrossFit responded was with, was the, the official statement. I don't know if you remember this. The official statement was she showed the capacity to uphold the standard. So they kept her score as is. And then on to regionals, onto the games and, and whatever else. And so every single time someone pokes, so like Andrew Hiller will poke yeah. fun at, at Danny Spiegel for stuff, poke fun at, like he's got his couple athletes that like he'll poke fun at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because consistently they, they give, there's an opportunity for him to. And he, he posted something about uh, Danny Spiegel's quarterfinals event from the previous year, I think, where like her muscle ups weren't locked out. Yeah, like she never locked out a muscle up. No, uh, did maybe one or two out of 30 that were proper, if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah. And Hiller posted it. All the comments were like, it's okay. She showed capacity. I'm like, the internet never forgets. Yeah. And so like, it's, it was the biggest joke of a thing. And this, the Brooke Wells example wasn't the only time they've done that because they said a similar thing to Danny's video with the muscle ups. They gave yeah. her a minor penalty, even though one third of her reps were no good. Um, I don't know. It's well, and what's frustrating about that is it would be one thing if they were just shitty across the board yeah. at, at assessing and implementing penalties. And when I say shitty, I mean not 
adherent in a strict manner, but they're not. It's spotty. And sometimes they put athletes through the shredder. Absolutely. Like, hey, I had two reps where like someone bumped my camera. And so I was like doing my double unders half out of frame, but you can still yep. see my body. But they were like, oh, can't see your whole body. Video is invalid. Fuck you. Exactly. And they were like, well, there went my shot at semifinals. Uh, but then an, an athlete, and again, if we're being fully honest, I'm going to call CrossFit out. If it's an athlete that's popular, yeah. an athlete that has a following, yeah, you're good to go. Well, so mostly that that is the way that it seems. And mm-hmm. and Danny Spiegel as an example, Brooke Wells as an example, these are athletes who are incredibly popular. Yep. Despite whatever their capacity is, right? Like mm-hmm. they are they have tremendous followings and so you can see a correlation, not necessarily that this is a causally related thing, but you could see a correlation right. between an inability to apply a consistent standard for judging, especially especially in video submissions, but also in real life, and the popularity of the athlete. Um, and it makes you wonder. And the fact that you know, one of my favorite sayings is, if there's any doubt, there is no doubt. And so it, if, if it makes us wonder as a community at all about whether or not CrossFit is doing what they need to, to professionalize the sport and, you know, level up their fucking, you know, pro sport judging game, this tells us, this tells us they're not yet, they're not there yet. And like, mm-hmm. really CrossFit is a backyard sport still, you know, and then, it, and then, yeah. and then people want to jump down like, um, Fikowski and Steph Chung's throat and be like, you guys started the IPFL or whatever it is. Like, you know, where's the statement? Like are, and, and maybe it's maybe CrossFit as a brand can't host the games anymore. Like maybe the games need to die in order for the sport to be professionalized because right now the the pinnacle of the sport is owned by a brand that mm-hmm. is owned by venture capitalists who are down a fuck ton of money from the last several years yeah. and they want to see a return they want to see an ROI and the people who own a stake in CrossFit don't do CrossFit so they don't give a shit yep. right um and i mean i know like people will have all sorts of mixed, mixed opinions about Greg Glassman yep. Um, but that's what he, I mean, when he, when we had the, the year of what the fuck in 2019, um, that's what he was trying to do. He was like, like CrossFit will like essentially like be there for the games, but it's everything else about the season was operated by outside parties. You had sanctional events and you know, it, it broadened the scoping. It gave athletes a lot more of a chance to make money as long as those events made money. But then you had the can East and can West games that still owe people money, like prize money from oh, two, you know, 2021, they yeah. still haven't paid those athletes. And those, uh, those athletes probably won't ever get paid because they, you know, dug themselves a hole with how much it costs to run the event versus what they promise as a prize purse. Right. Um, and uh, they, they did a little oopsie. In, in their math there, well, but you know, 
Greg Greg Glassman is nothing if not consistent. He's a rabid libertarian. And his assertion, and this is why the affiliate community is set up the way it is, Mm -hmm. the cream will rise to the top, right? What he means by that is the methodology works. It's not on CrossFit to franchise and administer the application of a methodology. Let the market sort out, you know, he believes in capitalism in the sense that the people who do well financially are probably the people who are doing well methodologically. Yes. And he believes that so much that he was willing to basically cut off the limb that is the CrossFit games in order to focus on undercutting Big Soda and, you know, fighting a a legal battle against the NSCA and all that stuff. And whether you disagree with him or not, he's always been consistent and held steadfast. But as we said earlier, anytime you introduce money, shit gets complicated. There's a lot more money involved at the top at CrossFit nowadays. Very much so. And it's, you know, I think, you know, maybe, and maybe it is this simple and maybe I'll, unless I'd love to, I'd love to have someone who listens to this come back and be like, Sam, you're an idiot, you know, and like, let's talk about that. But like, maybe the games needs to die. Like the CrossFit games, as we know, it needs to die. CrossFit.com cannot run the CrossFit games. It's got to be an independent third party, which is what Greg was trying to do. He just doesn't care about the fact that markets sorting themselves out are very fucking messy. And, mm. you know, the cream usually always does rise to the top, but there's a lot of people who take advantage on the way up and insert Can East and Can West games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's an interesting contention that the games needs to die because I think I mean, when when 2019 happened, everyone lost their minds. Of course, they did. Everyone, every, everyone's like, "I'm not doing the open anymore." I was like, "Right," because we were we all had a, such a shot at going to the games. <laughs> and, 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 and until the system, I was like, "I was going to the games," and then yeah. the system changed, and now yeah. I can't go to the games. This so is the thing the that that yeah. knocked you out this, of contention. This was the one. <laughs> um, fucking hell, that sent me as well. And everyone's like, "Nope, not doing the open." Why? Well, the season doesn't make sense. I'm like. You don't have to follow the fucking season, yeah. like, I, like, oh. But so when I think, of, but but when I think about like the bigger thing, like in any other sport, this would be a massive fucking conflict of interest, yeah. where a brand that is financially incentivized controls who goes to the highest level of a competition, like. If Nike controlled who went to the fucking USA Nationals for gymnastics, that'd be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Oh, oh, weird. The entire gymnastics team is all Nike-sponsored athletes. Strange. Bonkers, right? <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, but, um, even, but even more yeah. so, like, if, you know, if you can imagine an instance where Simone Biles, you know, uh was a an up and comer who had a fantastic Instagram following. You know, like mm-hmm. would she be incentivized to make an appearance if Nike was, you know, in a position to take a financial advantage of that? Yeah. I don't know. 
Money complications. We're, yeah, say so we're again got got derailed from our original. Well, kind of on on track of our original thing, just on down the competition side of things. But wow. long long story short, full range hold your athlete, hold hold your athletes accountable. Lock your elbows. A full, a full squat is your hip crease <laughs> going below your knee joint. The best way yeah. to think about it is, I remember that this was another glassman. If I put a marble. Yep. At the top of your knee, it should roll down towards your hip. It shouldn't mm-hmm. roll off the front of your knee. Yeah. And those of you guys who are like, well, have big quads, uh, then squat lower. Squat lower. Squat lower. You won't That's get it. less fit. You won't. You'll get more fit. Literally, you scientifically, can, more fit. Literally, you will get more fit. It Again, you, you don't utilize, and this is a physiological thing, you don't utilize like – all of your musculature of your lower half, yep. quads, hamstrings, glutes, the whole thing, until you get below parallel. Yeah. If you stop at parallel or higher, you are not like <clears throat> activating, bringing together, utilizing all of your musculature. The more musculature you use, sit down for this one, the more muscle you build. <laughs> well, and not to mention the fact that most often – injuries let's even even if we're going to limit our discussion to lower extremities Mm. injuries happen in ranges of motion typically that you are not trained in you're not strong in like yeah that's basically it if if you always squat to that again you're always above parallel yeah as soon as you catch a heavy squat clean and it pushes your butt lower yeah you're gonna hurt something yeah. You want to know why? Because none of your muscles know how to brace or move or stay stable in that range of motion anymore. Absolutely. <sighs> we may or may not feel really, really strongly about this. Well, I feel one so way, half the other. So angry. Anyway, we've veered severely off topic. However, I think this was an important discussion. Yeah. For a bunch of different reasons. We can come back to bits and portions of this. And and if you if anyone's out there and you listen, you're listening to this, you disagree, like Leave a comment and tell yeah. us if you agree or know. disagree, please. Like, let us. I know. think it would be. I think it'd be really interesting for someone to be like, "You're a bunch of jabronis, and here's why." Um, so, bring it on. Bring it on. I, I like getting feisty. I've just been waiting to to go on a full rant. This was just like a fraction. This isn't even my final form yet. I, <laughs> I knew that was coming in there somewhere. <laughs> oh. I think a cool, this is like down the road, but I think this would be a cool, I know that we don't talk competition much like competition and CrossFit because that's not what we do. And we're very much so focused on the 99.99999% of people that aren't CrossFit games athletes. However, three nines. Yeah. When the games events get released, I think it'd be cool to do like a little program and analysis because we talk about variance a lot. We talk about variance a lot and like all the fun stuff. If we could like sit down and be like, all right, boss, what you got for us crack them up and yeah and 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 chat through it and i think that would be a cool thing because you know let's be honest people like the games it's fun to watch i enjoy Mm -hmm. watching it um and so but as you're watching it maybe not everybody understands the programming like that event's dumb this is stupid i don't like that one or on the flip side you've got people at your affiliate whether deservedly or not is like you know what I'm going to try some games events. Sounds great. Yeah. We, uh, we, we did the, uh, last year at here at, at tilt, we had a fun time. We'd like, uh, it was a Friday. We canceled the evening classes. So the four thirty and five thirty, we canceled. 
Okay. We had people rock up at like about five because there was a games event on at uh, like seven or seven. Did it live in person? So yeah. So with that event, we were we were like, okay, we don't know all the events, but we're gonna do the event and whatever this watch one is. and whatever it is and we're gonna watch the event after and we're, and we're like we'll bring food drinks but we'll have fun little viewing party at the gym it's gonna be great it did the uh the event that we were gonna watch was the wall facing handstand push-up one with the yes. echo bike and we're like well we can't quite do that one just we only have two echo bikes and people would be fighting over who gets the echo bike or not either because they want to get fucked up or they don't want to get fucked up and that handstand push-up standard, we were like, I, like, we have to learn a. People have to learn a brand new movement, and it's not so hard. So, Cartwheel up onto the wall, keep your hollow position. Yeah. No, you had to wall walk your way up. Oh, yeah, but wall like walk. up a deficit. Oh, yeah, you had to like wall walk up, and then it was on like a little deficit thing. Your Already head had to hit like a certain this. tape line. Yeah, it was it was a weird standard. Mm. Anyways, so we did the event that was the running and shoulder to overhead AMRAP. It was like the three rounds. It was like an 800 meter run and then max shouldered overhead at a certain load. Right. And then a shorter AMRAP, shorter run, shouldered overhead, shorter AMRAP of shorter run, shoulder overhead. So it's just three rounds with like a, with like a rest in between. Yeah. Um, so we adjusted the run distance for our affiliate members that they would be able to get some shouldered overhead in. Yeah. We set up some, we like had people like some people are like, if you're comfortable power cleaning, whatever your weight is from the floor, roll with it. If not, we can rock and roll from a rack and we had people set up their bars and we like, we warmed up, we let it through a thing. And then all of us went and did it. And that was a ton of fun, man. We were like, it gave everyone the chance to like, I just did a games event, even though right. they adjusted because I'm pretty sure the shoulder to overhead load was, I Stupid. think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 315 to 25 or something like that. <laughs> and it was like, it was like AMRAP shouldered overhead after like an 800 to 600 and 400 meter run in a certain time frame. Right. So, um, obviously no one was doing 315 at our gym. You adjust, right. I was like, adjust to a load that you could do like two or three unbroken because yeah. they, at the games, they're only allowed to do singles. You could do a single. You had to drop it back onto the blocks and then wow. re-rack it. Yeah, it was quite the standard. I wasn't mad at it, but it was quite the standard. Um, and so I was like, pick a weight that you could do like two or three. It should be heavy, um, but let's jam out. And so people were picking appropriate loads for them. Yeah, We did the run, came in, shouldered overhead. Wow, we're fucked up. Rest's already done. God damn it. Out we go again. Like It was so much fun. We had a blast. Music was up. Bay door was open. Life was good. And then people, you know, sat down, had some food and some drink. We watched a games event, chatted. It was a great time. So that kind of stuff is fun to do in an affiliate. Um, But it's like sometimes breaking down that programming, like it's also hard to understand, okay, this is the intended stimulus. Mm. And if we're talking pure CrossFit program for the best scale for the rest, what's the stimulus going to be for those games athletes? And how can I take that? drop it down and extrapolate it out across my membership if you want to do something like that yeah so you have to have a pretty good understanding of programming so i i thought that we have you know once we get there it'll be uh august right i think first week of august is usually first the games. week of august yep okay so once we get there a couple months do like yep. a little programming analysis because we're both nerds so that episode will be at least four hours long absolutely um <laughs> yes i vote yes okay sick oh. book it good Boom. sold all right. Well, we've veered hard uh, to yeah. the left on this one, which is fine. But yeah. um, if you have issues course. with 
things that we said, please let us know. It gives us fodder for discussion. We like to have discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And we'll come back next week. And who the heck knows what we'll end up talking about next week. We, we always have plans. And then we don't know. We know. And then we light them on we, fire. I, yeah. I literally texted Sam this morning. This morning. This morning La- at last 4.31. Night, last night. Was last oh, night? No, okay. no, it was this morning when you got back to me. Okay. Um, okay. So last night it was like, hey, what are we doing a podcast about? And he was like, it's a great fucking question. So he was like, how about like he, he had texted me after I'd gone to sleep and he was like, um, you know, range of motion. Off we go. Uh, yeah. Let's like range of motion. I was like, sick, do it done. Yeah. And that's how we make our decisions. Yeah. But fast and loose. That's the way to do it. Well, stick along for the ride. Everybody come back next week. We'll do, we'll do something different. Um, okay. Kevin, have a great rest of your day, sir. You as well. And everybody we will talk to you soon. Peace.